We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the True Faith Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst, joined by Simon Campbell and Ben Waits. Andrew Bolland is... Go on, Ben. <laughs> so you're, just, you're just covering your mouth right? Sorry. Well, I'm just trying to uh, reduce the sound quality because we're in an empty upstairs of the Hancock pub. We're very kindly. Reduce the sound quality. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because the, well, it's a joke <laughs> that normally you'd hear loads of background noise now, but hopefully we're coming across loud. Me, me and Sight can just talk over you all the way through. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Newcastle have won eight games in a row for the first time since which manager? Answer this. I do. Uh, Keegan? So. No, no. No, Pardew, not Keegan. Newcastle United legend Graham Souness won eight in a row. Most of them cup games uh, when he first joined. Really? So, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Smashing teams like Hapoel, Benai, Shankneen 5 0 or 5 1. That's, uh, that's impressive. What's more impressive is Newcastle are top of the lead currently at the time of speaking. Brighton have just kicked off. We are, if Brighton draw, we're six points clear. Five. Five points clear. If they lose. If they lose, we're six points clear. And because of Huddersfield and Norwich dropping points again, uh, we are how many points? Eight points eight, clear of third? Eight clear of the playoffs. So we're, we're, going, we're getting promoted. <laughs> we'll have to respect the division, but we're getting promoted <laughs> in February. Um, si, how, what, what do you think of the game today? Was it, you know, was it, was it close at the end, or do you think it was not job done? Um... It wasn't. It wasn't like Preston, where we said we were the lesser. We were probably the undeserving of the victory, or that, that Preston actually played better than us. I don't think Cardiff played better than us. I don't think this was a game we deserved to lose. I, they, they showed a bit of spirit and they brought on Peter Winningham. I don't know why he didn't start. <laughs> he scores goals in the championship. Um, it was weird because uh, there, there was a period in the second half, probably about sixty minutes, where we were just letting them have the ball, but nothing was happening. It was. It felt like every other home game recently, where <laughs> as Ben smashes his head yeah. down. It felt like every home game this season, where we're just like we're just just cruising. Or well, we maybe got a little bit too comfortable, and they had a little bit of a go. But realistically, no. It was it was another three points in the bag, really. Game of two halves, Ben. Um, I wouldn't say even two halves. I, I mean, I think we we never really forced the issue. It was just a very comfortable sort of almost. I think the players were just happy once. Obviously, we scored so early. I think the players were satisfied that we wouldn't. The result was never really in doubt, and I think, I think it's just a case of just managing the game, just taking time out. 
I think the back, obviously the back four kept a lot of obsession. They're happy to just not move between each other, and I think they were just seeing the game out. I think they they never really, even the goal they scored, it just came from a sort of a loose ball, yeah. um, not sort of cleared out of the box that went through the bodies. And I mean, I think it looked like there were suspicions that I think the players thought it might have been offside. I mean, I haven't seen or some something went on where they were kicking off. Um, but even then, after that, I mean, there were balls coming at the box, but there was never really anything. There was never. I don't remember them having a chance where you thought, oh, we've got away with one there, but I think everything. There was a couple, I think they hit the post once and there was one or two that. It was all the 2 0, wasn't it? It was all the 2 0. I picked a couple across the goal, but yeah. But it was, it was. Uh, we always looked like we, we could nick another one on, on the other side. I think we, we lost, we missed a few chances and Atsu really should have scored one way. He's uh, Mitchell, has done brilliant to put them through and yeah. played it over the bar. But, um, yeah, a lot of time there, I thought you could have taken a touch, but yeah, he said it first time. He, and he rushed it, I think he was probably expecting defender coming but it was just another comfortable game I think we didn't play anywhere near what we can't do um, but it was enough so I had something to say yeah we could have punished them um, I, yeah, I was going to say something about 10 minutes ago but Ben I think um, <laughs> I think I think uh, you know the crowd and our immediate reaction after the game was probably more reflection on how comfortable previous games yeah. we've gone one up straight away called it off and nothing for the half we've gone two nil up just, just like an Ipswich that's where I was going to come in um, we, I'm, I'm just going to have my say and then come <laughs> into your say as well we're kind of robbed of that um, that first 20 minutes which of most games where we're smash teams yeah. we've got a goal again really yeah. early, and then we, we, we kept attacking a little bit but we were just like comfortable again instead of just really like we didn't put the stick the knife in and that was evident for the rest of the game really we're, we were just in control, more than con- more than comfortable with a one 0 and then a two 0 lead, without re- ever really twisting the knife. I think what sort of penalised me a little bit was um, mutual Paris up front. I think were for large for large parts were were very effective. I think um, Perez just um, was was non-existent. I, you, I think you said at one point he, he did something quite well, win a free kick, and you forgot he was on the pitch. He just he was. He was a passenger for most of the game, whereas I feel like there's, there's other players in that position would you at least notice them that put themselves about a bit more. He, he just sort of drifts through games. I, I think he's played himself out of the next game, at you, least. You'd hope so on that form. He didn't offer anything. It's, it's, I mean, he scored against Ipswich. Did he score against Brentford? Because he played. So it's three in a row, and then Diarmuid's played Preston and Barnsley. So it's like Perez has got the nod home games. I just. You know, there's not one of the crucified players. He dominated that Ipswich game, then he scored in the Preston I think, game. I disagree. I think he, he was non-existent and he, he scored. He, so he scored, and it's like it's all. Well, he, well, he scored he, twice and assisted the third. Yeah, exactly. But it, but, but in terms of fine. general, that's yeah, it, it's that's fine, and you, you're not you're not going to drop him for that. But in terms of his general play, he makes a lot of bad decisions, and I, I suppose there's there's a difference between forgetting someone's playing and noticing them doing things wrong. Because at least they're doing stuff. Today, I just didn't know he was playing second half. Yeah. I mean, you weren't happy he was on the left side, Ben. <laughs> just, I just think the, the substitutions, I mean, I'm not going to have a good go. I mean, we've won the game at the end of the day, but I just think it was an odd one to take off Hatsi, who looked dangerous and was always a thorn in the side and could have had two or three a day. Um, and I think he was more of a concern for them, taking him off to bring, and then to, to bring Diarmi on, which I didn't disagree with, but just leaving Perez on and moving him over the left side, I think. Especially when you've got Dummett, and obviously they were forcing the issue a bit more on the second. Particularly Dummett on the left side, as usual. Exactly, there were, there were there was a couple of times where they they were attacking, and just I think I think Perry he doesn't work hard enough to get back. We said at one point um, in in the second half where Gunnison 
uh, knocked the ball around him and then ran away from him. And yeah. he, he was sprinting back as in sort of looking uh, looking as if he's putting effort in, but the kid was running away from him. There's yeah. no chance Gunnison was faster than him. Gunnison running with the ball was yeah. getting away from him. Yeah. It doesn't look right. And it's just it? like he look, he's making it look like he's, he's sprinting, but he, he wasn't. And it's just the effort's not there to do the, the hard work. Whereas someone like Diarmé, <laughs> like it's probably his best part of his game is he, he puts people under pressure on the ball and then it sort of further higher up the pitch. I just think Perez is he, he, he shouldn't have been he shouldn't have been left on, and especially put on put on the left could have been a bit of a risk. Cause I think they, they could have probably exploited that a bit more. Yeah, Mitrovic we may as well talk on. We're hoping Bolland will join us, but he's still putting the flags away. Uh, very successful Legends Day for Gallagher's flags, in my opinion. Um, I thought Mitrovic had a poor game. Thoughts? I think um, Bamba is probably not. I mean, he's a bit of a tank. Like he's good in the air. It's probably the sort of the one 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 of the type of players that Mitrovic probably isn't gonna. Normally, he'll come in and dominate the centre backs in the air, but I think really? <laughs> well, no, I think he does. He wins his fair share of headers today. He was struggling a bit. Go on, then, Sai. Sai is desperate pace, to come in. the pace to get away from yeah. him. I think, based on that as well, I think Bambo, in, in seasons, well, seasons gone by, last season, Mitrovic would have relished, relished that challenge. He would have looked at that and thought, again, I'm going to have a massive battle with this guy. Whereas this, today, he looked like a Mitrovic that has been told. Just calm yourself. Just if you don't keep yourself under control, you're straight back on the team again. He looked like a player who is trying, himself. trying to hold it back a bit. And when you do that, Dimitrovic, and I hate to agree with the with with what I've kind of discouraged previously, which is encouraging Dimitrovic to be mental. I don't like encouraging Dimitrovic to be mental, but when you take tell him to to restrain himself, he doesn't really seem to do much, does he? And based on what you said before, which was you don't. I don't notice Mitrovic. I don't think he did anything wrong, but I didn't really notice him today. So he had a quiet game. I'll, I'll disagree with that. He yeah. had a quiet game as opposed to a bad game. I would say. Here's what I'd say. Listen, I gave him his, his dues, in my opinion, after Preston. Good game, Preston. Win with that game. Fair play. You've, he's come in, and I've said all he can do is score when he starts. And he's not going to score every game. And if he if he started at Leeds, no, would it be the end of the world? No. Would I rather say Gale start? But for me, Mitrovic has been bested by a centre back today who didn't have a club three games ago. In the championship, oh, yeah. and this is a bloke we bought for fifteen million quid in the Premier League, and it's all it's all well and good saying that he doesn't have the pace to get away from Sol Bamba. <laughs> it's, and, 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 well, and, it's not all well and good saying but that's and it, but it's and, and, and it, finally his game doesn't rely on pace. But he didn't he didn't win a header in the second half. There was a point in the ninetieth minute when the ball was coming towards him, and he just let Bamba had it. Now this isn't the anti-Mitrovic show, and if Bolland was here, he'd be doing his nut. So maybe it's for the best. He's <laughs> he's yeah. still in the ground, but it's for me in terms of Mitrovic v Gale. If there was no one else, if, if Gale wasn't available, and we said in the preview show, and I said in the match preview on True Faith, with the international break coming up, great chance to let Gale get his fitness back, rest the hamstring, make sure he's fully full, fully ready to go. But for me, he must start against uh, Leeds away. I think Mitrovic, like Perez, played himself out of the team. He had a couple of good chances second half where he didn't really get close to the goal. Um, but you know, players miss chances. It happens. But I'm far more concerned about and Ben. No, no. We just we've just we sorted it with your colleague. Just recording the podcast will be ten minutes. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> um, so you, you know, you've got Mitrovic. It's not. It's not the fact he missed the chances. It's the fact that Ben. You know, Ben and other people say right. You know, he's a good. He's solid in the air. It's. It's. If it, the, the 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 whole idea of having him in apart from Gale is that he's supposed to be the one who holds up play and. 
able, is able to occupy the centre-box. I, I think, think he's the play. I think for the first half an hour he held the play well, then I think the centre-box worked him out. They, re they realised if they put any kind of physical pressure. That's, that's all Mitrovic's game is anyway. No, not after, after watching Preston and after watching um, Preston <laughs> twice, hmm. um, there's more to him than that. He's, he's, he's got a bit of style about him, he can create chances. He can do things and be there to score goals. But he, he today, made the chance for Atsu. I mean, he, he put the ball on a plate for Atsu. And yeah, he's, he's not just a target Atsu man. He's been used as a target man and somewhat unsuccessfully because I don't think he's that good at being a target man. But I don't think that's what he's. It's a good point. People get annoyed this well. We're recording this in the Hancock straight after the match. We've not seen highlights like the the the, the, the goals in the first half were the, the other end. Yeah. To us, I missed the second goal so, <laughs> at the toilet. So, so um, I mean, right now one of That's a shame. That's a real shame. Um, so I mean, suppose that's a rich. Would you disagree with Gale coming back in for the Leeds yeah, game? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you in terms of I think Gale's a better player and coffee for more. And he's, I think Gale's is really surprises and, and he's hold up play and, and his aerial ability. He, he he puts himself about as much as Mitrovic does. I think. Slash um, wins my headers, in my opinion. Well, he doesn't. I don't think he wins headers. But he's, he puts himself about where they win headers, they go straight to us. He doesn't give them an easy, an easy chance. And I think you're saying he didn't win a header, but as long as you're putting the defender under pressure, you don't need to win every header. As long as they're not clearing the lines, as long as the ball, it's a, a bad clearance to one of our players, which I think a lot of the time it is. So yeah. I think you can look. You're looking at it both ways. You, you can say he's not one header. I don't want to go too hard, and, and yeah. it sounds like I'm trying to dig him off. Newcastle have won a game, and I'll send half time there. To, to one of our friends who was with the match with us, like just dead simple, dead easy, stress free. And even though, um, even though that you know we conceded the goal in the 80th minute or whatever, and we're still so comfortable. I yeah. mean, it was almost so comfortable that people in the crowd were trying to make our issues out of stuff that yeah, didn't yeah, exist. Yeah. Like the bloke next to me who was there for the first time, he was like, "Well, it's, it, well, it was coming." I was like, "Was it really coming?" They had yeah, a couple, like, they had a cu cu well, couple thought. of shots, yeah. which, which, yeah, they hit the outside of the post, and Darlow's made a save. But we're so used to just not even conceding chances mm -hmm. that when people, when Peter Weddingham came on, I said, "I'll oh, watch him score a free kick here to make it a bit, of, a bit interesting." And he scored like a, a scuffed effort from outside the box, yeah, a free kick, but. It wasn't did, like it was coming. So I did. Did you not hear us? But no, we weren't. As I said before, we were just kind of letting them have the ball. We weren't under pressure. We were letting them have it. And this was a Cardiff team that weren't really prepared to come up with. We were just yeah, that's, that's the thing. Even at two 0 Yeah. I think we we went to look, and I think the game plan was probably let them come onto it, and we'll pick these off. Like we'll have the loads of space. We've got Atsu and Yed. Obviously, yeah. they moved Edlin, uh, Yedlin further forward. On the right, um, and it was working fine. And, it, and the, with their pace, like it's the sort of game where if it got a bit broken up, if they start throwing people forward, we're going to have loads of space. And we did, we did have chances like that. But at the same time, I don't think, as you say, they they didn't go throw the kitchen sink at where like no, at any point did they? They didn't any just point. go for it. Like I don't know whether that's Warnock just sort of trying to um, sort of keep them solid and making sure that it didn't didn't get out of hand, but. Um, I mean, as you say, it was really comfortable. What well, one thing they did do, which was again, was it's almost good that they did it once the one is they gave Shelby no time on. It, it was Shelby had the ball in in their half. Yeah. He had a man on him. Yeah. So unlike Ipswich and Brighton, who let him have the, the freedom for St James's. Um, I mean, I still feel like he's good. He's a good enough player to make his space when he's on the. Oh, I agree. But I think today he didn't need to. This is suicide letting them have the ball, oh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> like some teams have done. But I think what you, you saw was it. He sort of. 
put the emphasis a bit more on on Clark and, and Lascelles yeah. doing the ball out, which they didn't. It was a bit frustrating. They didn't do it, or Lascelles didn't do it once. I don't think Clark's a bit more comfortable doing it, bringing it forward into midfield. But I think it's something the the centre backs are going to have to learn to do. It's something that Ben is really good at. I, I think so. It's something where if you're going to get games like that, maybe you need to look at maybe, maybe playing Clark and Ben together. It's something. And hear me out. You're right. I thought. Uh, in a game where a team is going to set up in a Warnock style, that that's probably the only way now to try and get points of us, which is to, to set up to frustrate, to set up and kind of try and make us play from our own box. Do that, don't concede inside two minutes. Make, make us play football where we have to get Shelby or Colback or someone coming and picking up the ball in our own box. We can counter that by having defenders who are comfortable on the ball and can take it forward into the other opposition's half and then play. I thought, um, obviously, Clark, as you say, is very comfortable on the ball. I think that's why he's. Pretty much, Yadlin yeah, exactly. definitely capable of that on the right. I thought today Paul Dummett did fine. Yeah, attacking wise, much yeah. better. Coming yeah. forward to the ball, finding passes, and, and Mid- at least, Mid- at least given an option. As you say, Lascelles maybe not, but Lascelles, you know, in the air, gives nothing away. I thought he was, he's yeah. perfectly fine. I, I think. Um, he, he had a, a good old-fashioned English centre forward today in Ricky Lambert, and he gave him out. It's a good sign. Yeah. Before we talk about, we'll move on from the game and talk about general things. Just want to give a shout out to uh, the Tunnel of Love um, official boot launch next Saturday, the twelfth of November, at the Exchange uh, in North Shields. Um, there's going to be. Where's that? Where is it? Well, I'm sure if you Google Tunnel of Love or had the Tunnel of Love dot com, yeah. more details there. Um, it's the any 31 SA side. Google the exchanger. Yeah. So basically, former former Newcastle stars uh, Keith Gillespie and Steve Harper will be talking to Martin Hardy about the period of Tunnel of Love and touching distance. So fans of both books get yourselves down. Um, top local bands, the Middens, play songs featured in both books, from the Stone Roses to Oasis, and specially commissioned video footage of Newcastle United during the period, covered in Tunnel of Love and touching distance, plus a jewelry supper, whatever that is. I'm sure it's fantastic. Uh, tickets are twelve pound fifty. You can get in touch with um, you know with Martin through touchingdistance.com or Twitter uh, to get tickets. We'll be there, most likely, so come and say hello to us next Saturday night. Um, just a basically a fantastic night for any Newcastle fan. Uh, lads, with that in mind, uh, you know we're looking back there at, at Sunes's period. Eight wins in a row since Sunes. Since the international break, six solid wins, one in the cup, five in the league, and then we did Rotherham and Norwich before that. We've won nine out of ten since Wolves, which was the yeah. last defeat that was a draw at Villa, which was a gag. Yeah, which is much else. Um, is, is, is there any stop on this? Can you say, I mean, Leeds, Leeds just won at Norwich today. They're probably yeah. the form team in the division, Bob Brighton and us. Mm-hmm. Big game, that. Yeah. Um, Leeds is, is, is the only t- tough game coming, really, isn't it? We've got, um, of the next five. Right. Leeds and Blackburn. Of the next five, we've got Wigan, Blackburn, right, and Forest. Forest, who are all in the bottom five. Five, yeah. Uh, then we've got Birmingham at home, which isn't really a threat, is it? You're not worried about Birmingham at home. Then Leeds away, which we might drop points, but we're already getting comfortable. So I mean, the point that Leeds is a good result. Yeah, that'll be fine. You know, we've got that cushion at the top. I mean, I spoke to uh, Cardiff. Uh, I think well, I forget the name. I should probably remember. It was like Cardiff City Online or something um, to preview this game yeah. with them as the opposition fan, and I was saying your best chance of getting a point in this game. Is because we'll have to drop points sometime. We're not. We're not going to win every single game. Football's football. We'll probably yeah. drop points somewhere. We can't win every, every game. No one ever does. Um, but it's hard looking at the run-up fixtures ahead to see where we're going to drop any more than two yeah. points. So 
No. You know, if, and if we lose, at least it's not the end of the world. I mean, the, the big one for me now, I presume we're going to beat Blackburn. I presume we'll win at Forest because Forest concede a lot of goals and we score a lot of goals. We're still on for two points a game comfortably. We're still on for comfortably two goals a game. It's Hull away, isn't it? That's the game every Newcastle fan's looking forward to. If we get in a League Cup semi-final, I want, I want a big boy. But Hull, Hull away first. We've got to win that. Um, if anyone's got any spare tickets, not going to give a shout because <laughs> not all of it can go. We've only got three tickets with over 100 loyalty points. Um, yeah, lads, I think that's just about it. Unless you want to cover anything else. Just funny, isn't it? Compared to the Premier League, I was listening back to a couple of the ones under McLaren when we'd be like, we'll have a big run in order. Why is he shite? He's useless. How can he made this mental sub? We'd have, we'd have to devote like 20 minutes of the show to the defence. Yeah. Then the midfield. Then the, the team selection, then the subs. And now it's just pretty straightforward, isn't it? It's a very boring podcast. Sorry if you're <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been It's been mentioned to us as well. If anyone would be interested in us doing a live show in Newcastle sometime around Christmas or after, give us a shout on Twitter and we'll do it. To do a live podcast if people are interested, um, you know, at TF Weekly Pod at the usual place. Uh, yeah, we will be at the Exchange in North Shields next Saturday. And if you if you don't know how to get tickets, then get in touch with us. We'll put you we'll put you through the right place. And eight wins in a row. Uh, although it was back in two thousand and five, I can't really remember it. I can't remember thinking fucking hell Newcastle have won eight in a row. But it just feels like we're we're, we're totally unstoppable, and we are going to win this league at a canter, lads. Agreed, absolutely. Aye. By Christmas. By Christmas. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for listening. We will be back. We'll probably do a podcast at some point during the national, international break. Who knows on what. Um, and, you know, Gallagher Flags went really well today. Thanks to everybody who supported. Um, more information on the next step for that coming up probably after Christmas. Kind of nagged by it. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening. No, I've got flags. They look class. There's always some brilliant pictures coming through on Twitter, some great pictures coming through on Facebook, and, and I'm sure it'll get some good coverage in the news as well. Um, it, was a, it was a success. It was class. Thank you, Sai. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, thanks to the Hancock as well for letting me nick in upstairs when it's closed to Just record the podcast. Which